This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog This is the couch gazing at me She's watched the show like a lot of times Who is gonna be chief of surgery? Shana Rhymes wrote the show and it is really, really good. Meredith Grey. Welcome to a new episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. I'm Nicole Silverberg. This is my Grey's Anatomy, and I'm so glad that you're here listening. Uh, Today is a really awesome episode because it is with one of my favorite people who you also have met, so she's now one of your favorite people too, I'm sure, Ava Victor, who recently came on to talk about Denny Duquette and that whole, frankly, ordeal. And then today we're talking about hotties. And uh, that's all I'll say for now. We're talking about hotties. Um, I hope that you enjoy the episode. And as always, if you have not yet subscribed or rated or reviewed the podcast, I would super appreciate it. And as always, times two, you can find me on Twitter at nsilverberg. And if you have any um, thoughts about craze, questions you'd like to ask i'm getting a lot of like theme suggestions which i'm logging but that would be a little bit of like a slower uh payoff um because we do let guests choose the theme on this podcast in this house we let guests choose the theme mostly because i think that a traditional recap podcast would be boring to listen to and i want you to hear from grace fans about the things that they want to talk about so I appreciate the theme suggestions. I log them. I give them, I offer them to our guests before they come on. But if you have any questions or thoughts specifically that you want us to discuss, you can always tweet me at nsilverberg. I always feel like I talk super fast during these beginning ones, but it's just because I know you want to get to the app. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, you know, kind of it for me. Slowing down a bit before we launch into the podcast right now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. I said last week that there might not be an episode this week, but boy, was I wrong. But I just wanted to temper expectations uh, for myself, for the community. Anyway, hi. It is a very good day to be recording a podcast. It's also really exciting because we have our first return guest, you know, building this 
community both on and off and around and throughout and you know under the podcast and Ava Victor is back yes so I mean it's really just going to be an adventure because you already know her gray story you already know that she went to her French video store Mm. to rent the video video. (laughs) how literally how could I forget and she already came on to talk about Denny Touquette and Mm -hmm. you had a lot of really good ideas for what you wanted to talk about this time Thank you. Um, including <laughs> one that we like have to do, which is like the child actors yeah. of Grey's Anatomy because they're so good. They're stars. Yes. And it, they all among, become stars. Yes. That happens. I know. It's amazing. It's really it's it's really beautiful to watch because we are their parents. <laughs> and Abigail Breslin is my daughter. Punch me in the stomach. That's She's my impression so, of her. That was punch me in the stomach. That was bad. <laughs> I think mine was better. Yours was better. Anyway, w- instead of that, we're talking about something w- way more <laughs> fun, which is how would you describe, how would you, like, how would you name this? Thing? Oh my God. Maybe like if we were living in Grey's Anatomy universe, uh-huh. who could we actually probably bone? Yeah. Who c- would we want to bone and who's, who's someone we wouldn't want to bone or who would not bone us back? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. No, I think that's perfect. Or just like hotties. Hotties. <laughs> the, okay, the umbrella is hotties. Yes, and then yes. underneath that umbrella is, you know, the real, the real realistic envisioning uh-huh. of oneself in, in there. And it's sort of like what we wish are we, who we wish we would fuck and who we actually would fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I pulled, because I, I feel like, we could just talk about this broadly and then kind of get into the clips because uh-huh. unless there's any updates on your Grey's journey, are you all caught up? Did you no, finish the season? No, I'm not caught okay, up. So don't fine. tell me. I won't. How far, how far behind are you? I think I'm a, like, I'm a season. A full season. I actually don't, maybe half a season. That's I don't perfect. know. I don't remember the last thing I saw, but I do know no, something no, no. happens and I haven't seen that. Oh, something happens. <laughs> something happens on every episode of Grey's Fuck Anatomy. me. I'm so, I should go. <laughs> um, wait, someone texted me. Who... Who texted me? Maybe Rachel. Oh, okay. Rachel Winitsky, who was on the podcast to talk about medical cases that make us go. Ah. She texted me <laughs> this thing that's going on in, in L.A. at Arclight. Uh, this is the tweet. We are excited to continue our In Her Words series with WGA and WI Entertainment, uh, which is women in entertainment. WI women in mm-hmm. with the screening of Grey's Anatomy at Arclight Hollywood. Afterward, we will have an exclusive conversation with showrunner Krista Vernoff. Join us. So I actually do want to let everyone know to that, go. Um, yeah, I mean, it's literally um, t- tomorrow, when you're listening to this, tomorrow, June 4th at 7.30 p.m. I don't, like, understand what exactly... Oh, what are it's, they screaming? You know, what, you know what episode it is? I just, I'm looking now. It is, oh my God, like every seat is still available. You, If you're in LA, you have to go. Um, it is the like banner episode from this season with a sexual assault victim. Yes, survivor. I saw a clip from it. Everyone right. was tweeting like we did a... People found the episode very powerful. Yes. I I actually was pretty middle of the road on it. That was just, mm-hmm. that was just me, but I I don't... I'm not really interested in like trashing the episode because I do know that it really meant a lot to people. But for me, it just was like, it didn't, it didn't strike me personally very hard. I I felt like I did not 
what what they do for that character is not what I would want done for me in that situation. And so, you know, it's fine. Yeah. The point is just, though, that you could go and you could watch this potentially traumatic or empowering, depending on your feelings, episode and then have a watch a conversation with Christopher Vernoff afterwards. I don't know. Sounds now you know what you're sort of walking sounds into. Incredible. <laughs> uh, I would go. Yeah, I would go too. Uh, I believe that the words from Rachel were devastated. This is not while I'm there. And I said, <laughs> "What the fuck?" And she said, "I would die." And that was the extent of that conversation. So that sounds exactly like how Rachel talks. Oh my God, that's so Rachel. That's so Rachel. That's so Rachel. Her. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a bit of a that was a bit of a tangent, but it had it's to do with alert, but it's a bit of a news alert. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is a current events podcast. It just so <laughs> happens that the only event is Grey's Anatomy, but Grey's finished their season. And so now we're just right. kind of like in this, this open summer area mm-hmm. where it's like, how will you fill the time um, with whom, with what season? So, yes. you know, it could be a nice kickoff. So, okay, so you're, so, so no updates on the Grace journey. No updates on my Grace journey. And that's fine. Yes. No expectations. Thank you so much. I, yeah, I do think the way that I thought about starting how I would talk about my hotties uh-huh. <laughs> is to talk about the character that I think I most like. Okay, yeah. Does that make sense? It definitely makes sense. And interestingly, the character I think I most like is, I would not fuck any of the people that she fucks. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, uh, I think I have come to terms with the fact that I'm closest to Callie. That's great. Does, no, she's amazing. She's like the best. Yeah, she's great. You, I, I really thought that you were going to be like, I'm an Owen. And I would be like, okay, wow. Okay, well, we can work through that. <laughs> no, but being a Callie's good. Well, there's Owen content to come. Like, yeah. it's not good on the Owen front for me. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, I feel like in watching the... Denny Duquette stuff I saw things in Callie that I was like oh shit like I am in many ways Callie she's like very she's very like uh the way that she hits on George is like confident and a little bit naive and like yeah is ultimately like really loyal in various relationships she's bi yeah which is actually huge and that's mainly what we're talking about here but um I don't know. I feel like the thing of like she kind of persists in relationships in this way that I feel like I do, too. And it's not necessarily always awesome. But like there's this level of commitment she like gives stuff that is like I relate to. And I really related to her being like, George, you have to like kind of pick me because you're my ultimate guy. Yeah. And he was like, I'm distracted. And I'm like, OK, well, same. That's like so that's like I'm so Cali. <laughs> I don't know. That's I really good. feel connected to her. I love Callie. I, yeah, she's great. I mean, early. I, I think I've talked about this on the pod, but like early Callie is like definitely a it, different, different Callie, Callie yes. than middle to end, to end Callie. I look forward to being middle to end Callie singing, singing Callie. <laughs> no, I don't no, know I'm how kidding. much you need to look forward to singing Callie. Thank you. Yeah. But no, I think that you think you're you think you're early like rocking out in underwear Callie, not like middle Callie. Oh, uh. I think you're middle, Callie. Thank you. That's nice. I I like when she gets a haircut. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I got a haircut. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think I'm like Callie living in like the basement of the hospital. Right. No, me either. Yeah. No, I don't you're think right. you're Maybe that. I'm Callie like sort of like good at her job, yeah. I guess. And like trying to sort of just figure it out and like is in love and like not sure what's going to happen, but doesn't have a baby. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, that Cali. Yeah. That classic Cali. <laughs> classic middle Cali. <laughs> I, I've i never really thought about what, like, as far as, like, romantic inclinations, like, who I most like. I'm, pr- I'm probably... I don't know. I'm trying to kind of just figure out. Like, I think I'm probably either a Meredith or a Christina because... I see you in so many ways as a Meredith. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I just think that Meredith definitely is a little bit more, like, willing to put her personal ambitions aside in order to feel loved because so much of, like, her love map has Mm -hmm. to do with, like, the lack of love from her parents Mm -hmm. and so much of her inability to like commit and stay solid has it's all like that part of it, which I think is such a core part of mm-hmm. her relationships. I don't, I don't think I totally have that. Like, I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty level headed when it comes to like commitment and like rationing out, like how much yeah. to give of myself versus like what's appropriate to ask of other people so yeah. in that way, I'm like, well, maybe I'm more like a Christina because I'm like, my career is like really important yeah. to me. But then also weirdly, I want like a guy to just like take care of everything yeah. like in my personal life. Like yeah. I don't want him to tell me what to do, but it's like when we're together, like be in charge. Yeah. Which is such a weird, that's such like a weird part. It, I always am like wondering, like, do I want someone to just like take care of this shit for me because like I enjoy that feeling or just because I'm tired and I'm like, Mm, mm, (laughs) I'm out of energy. Can you do this? Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm really enjoying the, like the concept of this really traditional division of labor from a gender perspective. And that feels so weird to me. But then sometimes I'm like, but I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Like for sure. And like, like, it's just easier for me to not that I'm tired. Yeah. I do think like, I think about, I mean, not to go love languagey, but here we are. Like, I do think I have really enjoyed when my various people, partners, whatever have had, they're like, have been acts of service heavy. That's that's me. That's me. Which we've, I think we've talked about. It's just like a really, I think it's a very like, like quiet but like loving way to be and I wish I was more like that and well I think that I yeah. think that Christina also like is an acts of service, service. Yeah. because because like yeah with like Burke and stuff it was like giving her opportunities to like learn to yeah. teach her like I think that is to her an act of service yes that's like like it's quality time uh-huh. but it's for people who are not familiar with the love languages or five love languages mm-hmm. you may receive you might your your preferences of what you receive may be different than what you give you might have different love languages with friends versus with romantic relationships mm-hmm. but the five love languages are words of affirmation which are like you know saying i love you being told like you're amazing or you know receiving that giving mm-hmm. that whatever uh quality time which self-explanatory mm-hmm. gifts Yes, my mom is a gift giver and it's never, it's always like, this doesn't feel like love to me, but I, you but know, to it's, her, it's my that lowest. Is love. It's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, acts of service, which are like 
you show me that you love me by cleaning the counter. It's like errands. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. like, that's me like 100%. It's like you yeah. ran the dishwasher. Oh my God, you are in love with me. Yes. Yeah. I mean like that's, yeah. and it's just completely what that is. I think I used to think I needed words of affirmation, but I'm so like unable to act. Like I'm always like, this is fake. Yeah. You are saying this because you know I need it and I'm it just feels like, show bad. me, show yeah, exactly. me, don't tell me. And yes, anyway, the, right. the fifth one is um, it's physical touch. Yes, which, which I do not want. <laughs> I always like think that I am more into physical touch. And then like whenever someone's physically touching me, I'm like, why are you? What are you doing? <laughs> well, you have to remember, it's not always romantic love. So it means like you like to hug people. Yeah. Even when it's like your friend. And I don't, I know, I don't feel that. that. Yes. Yeah, I don't want that. Anyway. Yeah, no, I think gift giving is my lowest. <clears throat> Both in giving and receiving and physical touch is also pretty far down. Yeah. I think I've, I'm becoming more of a gift giver and I don't like it because people don't like it. <laughs> people are like, you did not have to bring these coffee beans to my parents' house. That's what I did to <laughs> Natalie, my friend. I brought her parents coffee beans. They were like, we don't need these. Thank no, you so like much. No, that's hostess thing. No, yeah. you're right. But that then I nice. did it a little too much and whatever. I just learned my lesson of like gifts aren't fun for everybody. I would just wonder though what constitutes a gift in, in love languages. Like my favorite thing to do is to like buy Branson clothes because he fucking loves when I like he doesn't like love when I do it where he's like, thank God. It's just like he's so fun to buy things for because mm-hmm. you get him a jean jacket and he's like, oh, I love it. And he'll like put it on. And I'll be like, I want to wear this today. And it's just such a good feeling. That's so fun. But I don't actually know if that's. I don't actually know if that's gift giving. Maybe not. It's like, I love you. Let me give you something. Right. That's just more I'm like, grateful. And it's like, also like definitely for me, kind of. Yes. It's like, I want you to have this jean jacket, but also like, I love this feeling of you getting excited. Because of me. Because of me. Yeah. And you wear it. Like, yes. It's so nice to get clothes for people where immediately they're like, look at no, me. No resting period. Yes. I'm not going to like keep this in a drawer. Yes. It's time is today. <laughs> it's going out for a ride. Like, here we that. go get the motorcycle. Yeah. But I think that, okay, well, Callie's love languages are definitely words of affirmation. She loves to and receive you know words of affirmation. Yeah. That's and, true. and, and acts of service. I don't, I think like with George, Maybe I'm really thinking time. about George yeah. because that's, I don't know. I'm like pretty like upset about that ever since watch, you were watching it for the last episode. But um, I, it's like, I think she's just like hungry because like for various forms of love because he's literally not able to give them to her. Yeah. Like he's not there. And she's like, can you be there? Mm-hmm. But with Mark Sloan. Yeah. I think he's like much more present. Right. Like than George. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. And it's like gives her like much more like love. And obviously we can talk through Arizona. But that's complicated. I think that I think that an under an underexplored area of Mark Solano's romantic partner is he's a very good listener, hmm. which like you have to be to be that good at sex. I mean, you can't or not that good. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I mean, is he that good? I don't know. Yeah, right? I don't know. But then like Teddy sleeps with him and she's like, holy shit. Right. And, and I believe and Teddy. I believe Teddy. <laughs> Me too. I believe Teddy. I believe I probably am a lover like Teddy. Actually, that's totally not true. I don't know. I have no idea. You guys have similar body shape. You're both tall and slim. Long, long face. Long, long gorgeous long, long face. body. Long body. We are all, everyone long. in this room has a long body. That's so true. That's so true. 
Including the Is that fam. a love language? <laughs> to, to love a, my long body. Love my long body. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, okay, so broadly speaking, I was trying to think about like partners in the Grey's universe who I'm like very hot for. And ultimately, I, it was like kind of a revealing trend, which was it's Henry. Okay, yeah, he's so hot. I mean, I fucking, <laughs> but also just like truly like I, Scott Foley, like I will follow him anywhere. Oh my God, isn't it interesting? Everyone on Felicity is on this show. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it's incredible. <laughs> and Ally McBeal, it's a uh-huh. celebration. It's great. Um, I really like Finn the vet. <laughs> really? Yes. Why? Because he's a vet. Um, actually, I know exactly why I like him <laughs> because I was thinking about it last night and I was like kind of disturbed by what I found. Should I share you it please now? Tell me. Okay, because I didn't pull a clip because it was too painful. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to revisit it. I'm nervous. I think what I love about Finn is that he um his wife died and he's like this broken person. Mm-hmm. But he's like, don't worry, I figured it all out myself. Like he doesn't need Meredith to fix him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I fixed myself after this horrible loss. And I want to now cook for you and show you a horse giving birth. And I want right. to like, you know, marry you. Yeah. And to me that like that he kind of like DIY'd his own trauma. <laughs> yeah. I fucking like love that because I'm I, I do feel like I sometimes am really attracted to people who are broken in some way. Not because I'm like, I want to fix you, but because I'm like that vulnerability feels accessible to yes. me. If you aren't like perfect and killing it in like super high status, I'm a lot more comfortable with the idea of being attracted to you because I'm not going to feel bad about myself in yes. a certain way. And so to me, Finn is like this hot vet. Yes. Who is like, has gone through something really, really horrible, but he kind of just like figured it out himself. Yes. And I think that that's a little bit more of like an ideal. I actually don't, I actually think that does make him high status. And then thinking yes. about realistically in the world, I do think I would have trouble like getting um, there with him. And just like, I think I hate to say this, but like, if you have a dead wife, like, do you love her more or me? Like, right. Like, do you still love her more? Yes. I think that would be a huge problem for me. <laughs> so I've never <laughs> thought about it. Like that idea is like, okay, so ultimately we, you have to move on. And that's, I love that we can't like, like, I feel like a lot of time for me is spent being like, well, your ex could show up at any minute. Yeah. And which never happens. But like the idea that the it's like nothing. And it also makes it so that like, what did what did you do wrong that ended that relationship? That's not part of it when right. someone's a it's widower. It's not like you got divorced yes. and things didn't work out and there was a choice. It's like, no. Yeah. She died. Yes. So, yeah, I actually would have trouble with that, too, because. You, the person would need to like overcome the trauma of losing someone yeah. with you as well because being with another person is impossible. Yeah. It sounds like. Absolutely. Anyway. It's like to find one. I mean, come on. Yes. And then you're like, we're talking two. <laughs> I have to find now you. Now you? Huh. And you're going to watch this horse give birth? I really <laughs> think that it would be great for Finn to come back in a later season. But I kind of feel like they wasted that storyline on April's guy coming back. Wait, the oh, yeah, oh, like gosh. the fact that like her ex came back and yes. like had a b- pregnant wife. Like, well, now they can't do that with Finn. Yes, or maybe they can. I don't know. No, I don't make the rules, but I do kind of think they blew it. I think they kind of <laughs> blew it. Um, yeah, I will say the opposite of that. I think the person you were talking about, like high status, walks around without that vulnerability. I think is Jackson. I, yeah, I'm not attracted to Jackson. I think he is. I mean. 
I think Jesse Williams is so hot, but I am not. I do not think I would. I think I would have insecurity surrounding A, how attractive he is, and B, how he is sort of like okay. Yeah, I think his family stuff would be off-putting to me. Um, like, Catherine is is a lot. Yes, totally. I don't know. I think that... She is so a lot. Oh, my God. I mean, Jackson <laughs> is definitely hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, he's not like... I don't know. He's just not my type in a, in a really unta- non-tangible way. Like, I just, I can't explain it. It's just like, I doesn't... I will say his ex-wife, Jesse Williams' ex-wife. Oh, that has completely destroyed my... I mean, me too. I mean, like, I can't. But she did go to my high school. You're kidding. (laughs) My French high school. She went to a French high school? And she's very smart, and we're very proud of her as an alum. I mean, she's she's a teacher, right? She's an educator? I think so. Yeah. Anyway. All of, like, the hot men who married normies, their wives are always teachers. And they're so amazing. They're so amazing. And it's so fucked up. Yeah, I mean... For those of you guys who aren't kind of like up on the goss, like Jesse Williams did like cheat on his his wife, wife, his long term wife. And they were both teachers. I'm so mad. And now and then he dated like what? Like Minka Kelly. Yeah. Please. Like and then is now dating somebody else. And he like said some like really shitty thing about like um, spousal support. He was like, oh, it was the equivalent of like, I'm not an ATM machine. (laughs) Something like that. And it's like, well, you actually have so much money. Yeah. It, it's it disturbs me anyway. And in, in another Grey's news, though, <laughs> speaking of, you know, Jackson, Kelly McCreary, who plays um, mm-hmm. Maggie, she recently got married in real life. Yes, she got I married saw in real that. life. And OK, wait, I do kind of want to talk about this really briefly. And this is just like back, you know, kind of like Grey's Universe. OK, so she went on this really, really gorgeous honeymoon mm-hmm. to Thailand and, uh, and and surrounding areas. Thailand's the only place that I know that. I was like really investigating, mm-hmm. but she went to several countries, this gorgeous, this gorgeous, um, honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And in all of her pictures, she had this like account tagged. And I was like, what's this account? It's an account that literally sets famous people up with like brands so that you can go on like a super fucking nice vacation. And then you post about it. It's like literally like it's a middleman to be like, oh, you want to go to Spain? Okay, so I, this this company, I'll reach out to a five-star airline and I'll set up a, a flight for you. And then you take a picture on the plane and then, like, <gasps> you get this for free. And then, like, oh I'll set you God. up at this five-star hotel and you take a picture at the hotel and then you get the hotel for free. Oh, my and God. And it's, like, these famous people who have all this money... <laughs> Are like going on these like discounted free or free trips. vacations through this middleman who I assume you like pay this like yeah yeah maybe and I went to their account and like or you just say you'll tag them and yeah or like I don't know I mean I assume that this company like has to make money in some way I'm not really exactly sure like what the money flow is in the model but I went to their account and it was like these like people like more famous than Kelly McCreary like have used them and really? I was like. Wait, what that's so fuck? fucked up. Yeah, wait. Okay, I'm gonna find it. Um, I don't. I wouldn't expect her to do that. Oh yeah, she went to Bali. Oh my gosh, she went to Bali and she was like, got a recommendation for a place from the guy who plays Deluca, and I was like, come on. 
Okay. God, I don't want to talk about DeLuca. Howl Talent Relations, providing celebrity talent coordination to luxury travel brands. I haven't seen the whole, whole world yet, but it's on my list. Dot, 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 Shit. dot for ellipses. And like, it's Ugh, like. I ha- hate that. Like Hannah Simone went to Cabo. <laughs> I'm like on their account right now in case you can't tell. I mean, fucking Viola Davis. What? Giving this really sheepish thumbs up. <laughs> At the Waldorf Astoria, Beverly Hills. Can I see? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of peruse, oh see what you like. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I can't believe this place exists. Oh, my God. Anyway. Nicole Kelly Scherzinger. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> a lot of her. Yeah. Hannah Simone appears to have gone on a really, really nice vacation in Mexico, but has also used oh them in the past. Oh, my God. Tony Goldwyn. Keep a it in the Shondaland yeah, family. Seriously. Okay, well, this looks beautiful. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm like, well, of course this thing exists and I need it. Ashley Graham. Yeah. Fuck. Can These you believe cool that? people. Yeah. Well, that this account is tagged in every single one of her honeymoon photos. And I was like, I have to investigate this. I, I don't know if I would do that. I mean, I probably fucking oh, would. I, I don't absolutely know. would. Oh, but, I would. Anyway. Yeah. I would do it today. I would do it tomorrow. Powell <laughs> <laughs> Talent Relations. Do you want a podcaster <laughs> who writes for TV? That's me. I'll go on whatever vacation you can set up for me, honey. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to hotties. Sex and hotties. Sex and hotties on Grey's Anatomy. We've discussed kind of broadly who we're into, what we're looking at, and then now we have some clips to kind of uh, support support it. Show you some sex. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so you've got the first clip. Yes. What is it? It's Cali in Arizona. Oh, yes. Okay, so... Oh, should I pull it up? No, I got it. Okay, cool. Do you want to set it up? Yes, I'll set it up. Okay, Okay. so uh, this is after... So Cali's at a bar, and Cali is, like, really... I actually don't remember really her backstory right now, but she's sad, and she's mad, and everyone's being annoying to her. So she goes into the bathroom, and uh, Arizona comes in and meets her, and Cali's crying in the mirror, and... Arizona's like, wait, why are you upset? And actually, we'll just play the clip. Is that okay? They set yeah. it up perfectly or so what? They set it up perfectly. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Terrific. It is, actually. <laughs> the talk. People really like you over there. They, they respect you and they're concerned and interested. They really like you. Some of them. You just, you look upset. And I, and I thought that you should know that the talk is good. And when you're not upset, when you're over being upset, there will be people lining up for you. <laughs> you want to give me some names? <laughs> Get it! Yeah. Okay, there, she's grabbing her face and kissing her heart on the mouth. <laughs> Conditions can change without warning. I didn't expect Meredith to start talking. Okay, that's incredibly hot. And no, it's a really good. It's a really good first kiss because 
I think a lot of the time on TV shows, people think a first kiss needs to be like kind of long or with like an open mouth or like some tongue and air mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that that's actually wrong. Yeah. And a first kiss should sort of be like, okay, let's try that. And that's sort of like a simple boom kiss. It was awesome. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And Arizona is so forward and hot in this episode yeah, and confident I, that I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. It turns me on a lot. Arizona is is genuinely like an icon of mm-hmm. um of like flirtation. Yeah. She's just like she's so I don't know. I love Arizona and I loved her from the moment she was on the show. She's like never mean. No. In her flirting. You know, sometimes it can be like, why are you being so mean and weird and like yeah. aggressive? And she's never aggressive. She's never mean. She's just like very confident and kind of slow moving. She's such an energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so hot. Anyway, so that's sort of a scene where I think uh, it's a very successful turning me on moment of yeah. the show. And, and then, do you feel like real, like kind of bringing this into the theme of like realistic, not realistic? Like, do you see this sure. for yourself? I I I hope so. Yeah. I see I see myself. I see I like that that could be real. Mm-hmm. And I imagine I don't know. I think I could have that. I think you could too. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think that it would be awesome if it's like everybody's dream I guess for someone to come up and be like everybody's in a line for you including me. Let's kiss. It's yeah. awesome. I'm hot. See you later. But you know what I think? I think you have like that type of energy in your breakups and you just need to bring that into your uh into like your flirtation because you've done some of the most like I'm really good like open do you remember the equinox trainer yes I think about that all the time I had sex with an equinox trainer because I made it happen yes but then (laughs) you made it happen and then he was a total asshole because your cat ate his headphones <laughs> and he like said that you needed to like give yeah. him twenty dollars oh, yeah. for it. Do you how oh, do yeah, you so- forget this when I think about this almost every day? So then what I did was I got cash, I got twenty dollars cash, I put it in an envelope, went to his work, said, Is he here? And they said You brought it to Equinox. Yes. You brought it to his work. <laughs> it, an envelope full of like twenty dollars because the headphones were like fifteen. Yeah. Which also, like, come the fuck on, dude. It was so cr- He said he, I mean, we were not a pair, especially. No, no. I will say he did, he did at one point, I'm very tall, I'm 5'11", that's some backstory. He lifted me up against my wall with his hands underneath each of my thighs and yeah. ate me out while I was, like, basically on the ceiling and I laughed the entire time. <laughs> my cat was looking up at me like, bitch, calm down. <laughs> it was so bad it wasn't bad it was just funny and I could I was not enjoying it but it was really funny to be up there and (laughs) that's when I knew like although I think I want this I don't want to be on the wall because a man puts me there yeah and anyway then he was like I think your cat chewed my headphones and I was like for sure my cat does that all the time (laughs) and then he was like they were two hundred dollars and I was like no they really that's really stressful to me and he was like I was like I guess I have to pay you and he was like no, 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 just kidding. They were like 20 Yeah, or I forgot about that part of it. And I was it. like, that's not funny because I've been panicking all day because I am not rich. And then... That's right. He like, he <sighs> lied about it. Anyway, And he you texted put, me recently. No fucking yeah. way. Well, anyway, okay. The end of the story <laughs> is that you put cash in an envelope. You brought it to his literal place of work, uh-huh. dropped it off there. And the uh-huh. envelope said... For headphones and condoms. Really? Yes. That's the what stupidest do you mean, thing really? I've ever done. <laughs> That's not 
stupid. I was like, I don't remember no, that. The way that you described it to me is you were like, he paid for condoms. And I just was like, no, now you fucking don't owe me. Like, I don't owe you anything. God, I thought that I'm was amazing. really bold and cool. cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. I never I remember that part. all the time. Did I can't, say that on the envelope and yes, his, work, his coworkers so, saw that? Yes. I'm so f- fucking mad that Sorry, you don't remember he that. He got fired. I think from Equinox because he was not a good trainer because he was fucking people in the steam room. Like (laughs) me. Oh my God. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you. That's really fun. I didn't remember that. I love that. Yeah. I should leave more money for people with notes on it. Wrong takeaway. Wrong takeaway. (laughs) I'm saying though that if you did that at like the beginning of a relationship, like Uh that type of like energy, that's very Arizona. Oh, you're right. I'm just like kind of like. It's like, here's the money. Yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Bye. Yeah. Okay, 100%. Uh, yeah, no, I really like that scene. I also just, like, think that it's cool to know what you want. And that yes. just seems like... Because, like, later than Arizona is like, oh, you're a new lesbian. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you're newly bi. And I just... I don't want to usher someone through the coming out process. I uh-huh. wish you all the best. But, like, if you've only ever dated one woman before, you're actually not right for me because I'm kind of looking to settle down. And I yeah. want someone who's as sure of themselves as I am. And I also remember that being really cool. And That's then, like, really Callie, powerful. like, proves to her that she's, like... And you know what? Not just a baby gay. I really love them together. And I think they're the best relationship on the show. And I've never thought that before. But I think it's true right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that the hookup between Arizona and... Um, oh, no. And Peyton from oh. On Tree Hill is also really but hot. But it's, like... And it's like that's a cheating. No, it's a cheating. I know. That's what we call it. It's a cheating. <laughs> it's it's a cheating. It's cheating. a number. It's a straight cheating. But yeah, mm-hmm. she has her pin. I remember that. That was so <sighs> the, painful yeah, to me. It was really painful, but also the hookup was hot. Yeah, it's in the dark now. Yeah, that's it's a, in a literal blackout. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> no lights. No lights exist. <laughs> No, and it's not. It's not a body image thing. It's just it's hot. I don't want it's to just see hot it to not or see. see myself. I think it's a body image thing for me, and also. But I can't see myself. I just can only see the other person most of the time. When you're having sex. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, To me, it's like, to me, it's more like, you know, um, I like, like, you know, just like different sensations if you're not having to use your fucking eyes all the time. (laughs) Your fucking dumbass eyes. Stupid (laughs) eyes. Yeah, your dumb, stupid (laughs) eyes don't have to do all the looking. Uh, you look with your tongue ass. okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> with your ass and your, your ass and your tongue and that's what sex is okay um next is my clip right yes okay okay so we're split on this uh-huh. this Different is opinions. when lexi comes over to mark's apartment and starts stripping for him saying over and over again Ugh. teach me <laughs> i hate this okay and you hate it and i don't like Okay, so the Lexi element of it, I don't like. Yeah, I too. think, I think Teach Me is like it's like hot in theory, and then you watch it, and you're like, this isn't hot. This is just kind of sad. She reads as like sixteen. She does read anyway. young, but, but, she there's this moment that we're gonna see where she said Teach Me multiple times, and it's like not working, <laughs> and she has this moment where it like completely like falls away, and she's like, what? Am I really that bad? I remember and then that, Mark yeah. goes, no, I am, and starts kissing her. And that <laughs> element of it rocks for me. <laughs> the part where she just, like, is completely like, like oh, my God, have hated. I totally fucked this up? Like, am I just, like, so, 
bad at this that like this thing that kind of like really seems hot on paper sucks. It and then suck. he calls himself hot or bad and yes. then and then kisses her and that rules. Okay. But he says it like I am bad. I'm no, the bad one. He does one. not say it like that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, I'm the bad one. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a little closer. <laughs> okay, I'll pull it up right now. Seems like I respect you as a man, as a surgeon, as a teacher, I respect you. So, teach me. She's dripping. What do yep. you do? Don't do that. Stop. Teach me. Don't. Stop. Teach me. We can't do this. You're a little gray, and, and, and I promised, and I'm your teacher. So, teach me. Teach me. Teach me. Come on, am I really so bad? No. In the streets. I am. I'm just laughing in the streets. Okay, see, that's good. That part is good for me. Uh, yeah. Okay, oh, well, but you said that you it's not good for you. So wait, expound on that. Yeah, for sure. I think, well, it's interesting because I think one of my deepest, most important fantasies is teacher or student. Okay. Um, this dates back to actually my French school, but we'll talk about that maybe another episode. <laughs> um, but I, so that's like, it's interesting to me that this really does nothing for me. I think, I, I like the idea that she's like, no, I don't. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm not really, I don't relate to Lexi at all. Yeah. And I don't, I, I think, okay, 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 okay. I don't think a man has ever really taught me anything about sex. And so the idea that she's coming in, like, show it to me, show me the world. I like, don't get that. And it makes me sad because I'm like, that's actually never been like a thing to me. I understand that. Are you mad at me because I don't like that clip? No, no. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about because I think that that's a really good point. But at the same time, I kind of relate to like. I I think it is like bold as as a move to admit that you don't know how to have sex. I don't think that that's something that's usually appropriate. Mm. Like women are supposed to just like intuit like how to do sex how to do sex and then men like i don't i i guess i like i guess i'm what i'm thinking about is like that i don't actually think that there's a ton of like canon culturally about like who teaches who to have sex i Mm -hmm. think that it's more like you're supposed to just kind of arrive and like know how to give a blowjob Oh God, blowjob. Yeah. It's like, okay, so just give a blowjob. And it's like, no, I don't know how and don't want to. Right. It's kind of the vibe to me. Of like a I found, I found the, when I, I mean, this is really getting into personal, but I felt like that was even more intimidating to me than like sex, sex, because Agreed. I was like, well, I, at least I like understand the basic mechanism of what sex is. Yes. A blowjob is like totally up to me, and yes. I and I don't understand what yes. I'm supposed to do. Yes, and it's actually there's so much more sex. like cultural canon about like a bad blowjob as opposed to like bad sex. 
that it's yeah. like that part of it is really like stressful to me. And I do. And it's hard for me to like imagine that myself would have like gone like like with the first guy I blew would have been like, teach me what you like, like teach me how to do this. Like, yeah. That, so like that element of it is like really interesting to me because I guess I know that she was saying teach me in a way of like teach me to have sex or like teach me like was be she? good at like te- I mean like be my teacher like yes. be my lover like that type of thing but like uh-huh. I do I do kind of actually find it like like it makes it a lot less realistic because I'm one I'm because I'm wondering like what would compel someone to feel confident enough to admit that they like want to be taught yes and also kind of, does teach that make me while I get naked is a yeah. part of it too that I'm yeah. like well wow yeah. I mean, I don't like the teach me stuff because it makes me feel a little weird. And he's also like, no, and like shielding his eyes. And I'm like, God, that like I, it's like awkward and yes. really weird. But then the part where she, her facade really breaks down and she's like, am I really that bad? Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm actually just really fucking into you and have been given d- explicit instructions by not Derek to not to hook up with you. Like that element of it is actually pretty mm. good for me. I don't know. It's it's such an in, it's such a it's such a weird like non-specific element that I connect to with it yeah well that makes sense I get the thing of like I'm so vulnerable right now I'm gonna acknowledge it yeah which I feel like is really nice to see because I do feel like on tv everyone's always like getting naked and then they're like yeah you did see right and it's like absolutely not when I'm naked (laughs) I'm like literally cover my body and come fuck me and love me the entire time because I'm naked like it's that I like of her being like help (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe yeah I don't know it's such an interesting scene. I feel like there are, it, it is true that there are parts of it that can be really great and parts of it that I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting because I pulled that scene as being like one where I was like, I don't know, just I kind of like because you know, because the because the theme that we chose was kind of like, what do you think realistically would mm-hmm. be your time there? Mm-hmm. And there was and I just thought that like so many people fuck their superiors and fuck these really, really hot guys mm-hmm. or women who are like their bosses. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was the closest model for what it would be like for me that I would like probably like really far go out on a limb and then like backtrack uh. really hard. And that's kind of why I, like I had chosen it. But then you had also chosen that clip as something where you're just like, I'm not into this. I don't like this. And so it made yeah. me think about like what part of myself I see in that and if that is a part that needs um, like medical attention or not. <laughs> if, if I, I should, should head be to the like hospital put, right now. I should go to the hospital or just pan and be put away in um, prison. No, yeah. but the reason why it, I felt interested that I wasn't attracted to it was because it was like I was looking at a lists of like very popular big sex scenes from Grey's and this is one of the ones that people are like this turns me on okay that's confusing to me though because I don't think I don't see the scene as a turn on okay even though I think on paper that is like what it's supposed to be happening I think it is supposed to play into that fantasy. And to me, it's like more of like a commentary on how the fantasy like doesn't work or doesn't make sense or is like complicated. Anyway, it's an interesting scene. Ultimately, I like when Lexi cuts her hair because I don't like her hair long. (laughs) I like when she cuts her hair. I also really relate to when she dyes her hair blonde. Oh, yeah. She looks Uh, so good blonde. What's up? She looks really good blonde. She looks great. And everyone like makes fun of her. 
Anyway, I have a hair color appointment in a month, and who really? knows what I'm gonna do? Are you gonna go oh, blonde? I don't, well, I don't know if I'm gonna go blonde, blonde, but there are, <gasps> there's a deep part of me that's like, sh- is it time for me to fucking try? Yes. But my whole personality is brunette. Yes. And every time that I get like highlights, I look in the mirror and I, I have the thought, that's not me. Uh-huh. But I'm wondering if I overcorrect, like if it's not me because I'm like doing like brown with like a little bit of highlights. Yes. But if I like really like go far in the other direction, like really I'm like commit. But also I can always dye it back. Yes. Like when I used to make my hair blue and pink and all that stuff, I it was a lot it was a lot harder to like dye, dye it back, back because it's not like a a, a palette. You that, have to if you want to. Wait, I don't know why I'm not like on this like Well, you pedestal. went blonde and it was it, it was, was really fucking awesome. Yeah. And then I started hating it, but that was like years into it. No, yeah. that was like six months into it. But it was like no, it was such a six fun thing to do. Okay. I felt like it changed everything for like a split second. Okay, see, that's kind of what really I need. Fun. <sighs> okay. And maybe you could get it like to here again. Is it long? Is it to here right now? Uh, you mean like to cut it or to yes? Be- oh yeah, it needs to be. I'm getting a cut on Saturday. I died. Okay. I love this. Shit. Wait. Now I'm like, do whatever you want to do because I didn't mean to just like. No, no, I that. didn't feel. I didn't feel like. That okay, was good, that. good, good, good. Okay. You now have Christina and Owen quote love scene yeah maybe if we should well the thing about this scene is that there's just a song playing the entire time there's not even breathing noises okay so maybe we so just don't describe it yeah okay yeah. so actually i forget the things yeah so basically this is after like owen's like i don't want to hurt you after i'm afraid choking? of hurting yes which was horrible okay yeah um which comes from his ptsd from war yeah and christina's like I can't like I actually don't remember what Christina says and then Owen's like I don't want to hurt you I'm very afraid of hurting you and then they have this like very romantic scene this is sort of where we dive into the part of this where I admit that I think the most realistic and most honestly intense and good fuck I'd probably have if I was in the Grey's universe would be with Owen okay anyway uh so this is where he's having sex with Christina for the first time and it's like they're making like this intent okay I just got like hard. (laughs) They're making this intense eye contact Uh and they're just like really hands wise taking care of each other Mm -hmm. and it's slow and it's really meaningful. And I really, really am attracted to the amount of energy they're exchanging and there's a song playing and, and I wish that this was a better description, but Owen's like a gentle lover and he's a careful lover and to me, that is amazing. And so that's sort of where we start with Owen. Yeah. And every time Owen falls in love, he's like, I'm so, so in love. Yeah. Which is the lame part about Owen because he falls in love like every 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that he loves is really for me. And that's very devastating, but also true. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. I was thinking about that episode. And I think that's also... I think that's the episode where, like, at the beginning of the episode, he chokes her, and then they still have sex, and it's, like, very hot. And at the end of the episode, she's like, I'm too scared to fall asleep. And she breaks Uh, up with him. Okay, and then they have sex? No, they have sex before she's, like, I'm too afraid to fall asleep. Because, like, they have sex. I should have watched the whole episode. No, 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 no. I should have. No. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I don't feel attracted to Owen, so Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to, like, think about how our compatibility would work. But uh-huh. I really respect what you're saying here. Does it turn you on that Christina dated Owen for a long time? No. Okay. Well, that's hard then. I don't think we're going to find the same page. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I, I guess I just like, 
I've known plenty of like powerful women who are attracted to people who like, I don't really understand what they see in them, but uh-huh. I respect, I respect their decision. Yes. I think that the, like the thing of him being like, I'm sorry. Uh, now that's kind of toxic. Never mind. I don't know. I really, I feel like when I first saw, this is sad to say, when I first saw Kevin McKidd, that's his name, right? Yep. Kevin McKidd on the show, I thought, oh, I love him. I think he's so hot. That's not sad. Well, but that's then like, it all sort of changed because everything got sad for him. Yeah. But in like in a few, on a few different levels. But yeah, he's on my like probably most likely to actually get with and we would just drive each other crazy with how brainy we are. I bet he's an Aquarius, that kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I understand. Um, okay. I have like an extended Henry. Okay. I'm ready. Section. Okay. Okay. Let's go for it. I love Henry. I love Mm -hmm. Henry. I think he's so hot. Mm -hmm. I think that him and Heidi together also hot. I think that if I were a doctor, there is like a medium chance that I would like, I think I would like get sexually nervous and like giddy around certain patients. And I think that there's a 100% chance that I would like, if a patient should interest in me in that way, I'd be like, what can one do? Uh huh. I, I'm not like sure about it. I just think that like, there's a really good chance. And the whole Henry thing of like starting with this, like I'm helping you cause it's the right thing to do. And then being like, now you're my best, my best friend. And then being like, now I'm in love with you. All that just like, I feel, I feel susceptible to that happening uh-huh. to me. I think that Scott Foley is so, so hot. hot. No, I totally so agree. Hot. Is that why you watched Whiskey Cavalier? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why I started watching Whiskey Cavalier. And that's why you stopped <sighs> watching Whiskey Cavalier because no. they gave you no choice. <laughs> they gave me no choice but to stop watching Whiskey Cavalier. He is so hot. I remember watching Felicity when I was like, whenever, high school or whatever, and being like, oh my God, everyone thinks Scott Spademan's the one. It's not. It's fucking. It's name Noel. Scott I don't Foley. remember. Anyway, I can't. I'm 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 going to remove names to protect the anim, protect anonymity. But I do have a friend who's writing for a show, and the show is going to shoot in Prague. And they were like, "Do you know why?" And I was like, "Is it because they aren't shooting in Georgia because of the abortion bill?" And they were like, "No, it's because there is a whiskey cavalier crew there and ready to work, and they're just waiting to be hired." So the show that she is writing for is using the crew of Whiskey Cav. What the hell? I know. You, they just wait? They just are there. They're just there in Prague. And and I think that I've talked about this on the podcast, but maybe I haven't, that when Whiskey Cavalier got canceled, every single person involved in Whiskey Cavalier gave a shout out and a and heartfelt thanks to the Prague team. <laughs> and I and I love the Prague team. I, I stand the Prague team. I am so grateful for all the... If you... In the words of Scott Foley, if you ever have the opportunity to work in Prague... Go for it. Work Which, with you the know, Prague team. Very helpful. Very helpful. Because, you know, you might get the opportunity to work for the Prague team or work in Prague and just be like, I don't know. Should I? Should I go and work in gorgeous Prague? And then you'll remember what Scott Foley said and be like, jump at the opportunity. You should really go to Prague with Howell talent Ugh. relations. You should really take Howell I talent agree. relations up on that. Anyway. Ugh. Okay. So I have what can only be described as a series of Henry Clips. Um, that just show what I love about him. Okay. This is kind wait. of a small, a mini episode. It's a mini ode to Henry, but it is, it is about just like the exact stuff that I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And as they say in 
Prague. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. Just to set up this clip. Mm-hmm. Teddy's started to date. And Henry, who she's married to now, is right. like kind of like is like a spectator. He he's there. She talks to him about her dates, etc. Mm-hmm. He's at the hospital and she ends up getting pulled into surgery. And this guy like she he spends a lot of time with the guy who she's about to go on a date with. And I love this scene so much. It's actually stupid. So before he gets off the phone and since I now have to go pee in a cup, uh, I just have to say this. I basically spent the past hour on a first date with William myself. And I don't know how much you know about the guy, but this is what I know. Um, He wears driving gloves. Yeah, and he doesn't live with his mother, but until recently he lived above her house and he used the word shant and he wasn't being funny. And he has yet to tell me a story about himself in which he is not the hero. So as, uh, as your husband, I think we can do better. Good news. Not only was I able to push the reservation, but I also got us people by the window. My truffled yonky awaits. Ready? Ready. Is my fetish a guy like saying, that. I think we can do better? <laughs> Is that now like <laughs> the only thing I'm looking for? I do like when he's like, as your husband, I think you can do better. I think we can do better. We can do better. I love it. Oh, that's so hot. Yeah. Also, just, I don't know. I like how vibe. unaggressive he It's like, he's just like, he's he used really the word confident. shant. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I lo- Fuck. Yeah, I get that. I really see what you see in that one. And also, I really like Black Truffle and Yoki, that idea. And mm-hmm. I get why she goes. <laughs> yeah. Why she goes on the date. Yeah. Okay, so the next three clips are all from the same app. Okay, cool. And it's from the episode where basically she's like the grief counselor who comes to the hospital, mm-hmm. which like, God bless, they have <laughs> someone fall in love with like the grief counselor because it's great. It's like the British, I think he's British. I can't remember. Grief counselor named Andrew. And she's like going away with him to like Germany or something. And he is still in the hospital, but she's like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And so the three clips, same app. Okay. Okay. Here I'm we ready. Go. I still feel bad that I'm not going to be here. For the surgery? I'll be unconscious. That's not when I'm going to miss you. Okay, then I guess you I You can won't. feel bad about all the time that follows. And when I'm not under general anesthesia and you're still not here, you're halfway around the world with Arnold. Andrew. <sighs> Excuse me? He's a rock star. I kind of feel like the sound of an adoring crowd should follow his name. I don't... I don't uh, is that a compliment or an insult? I don't know. I guess depends on how you feel about rock stars. Okay, well, Andrew's not a rock star. Okay, you know what? Can you stop that place? It's starting to get annoying. My wife's leaving. I'm allowed to be annoying. I'm not a real wife, so that doesn't apply for a lot of bad behavior. Well, you're my real best friend. What does that get me? Mm. I'm sorry. Don't be. Go be happy with Andrew. You're impossible. It's really not. I know. Yeah, you too. Okay, so that's really good for me. Yeah, that's good for Um, me too. Okay, good. I would stay. Yeah, I mean, I would stay too. And the next scene, he yells, which I think is also important because... I want to see him yell. I think that that is important to me to date someone with the capacity to get really upset. Mm. 
I don't want to date someone or be with someone who just like deals with everything on the inside. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone with like anger issues, but I don't know. You don't want someone who's violent, obviously. You don't want of someone who's not. like of got course. a rage problem. You want right. somebody who, who has who the capacity excitable. to yeah. be confrontational. Yeah. And to just say what they feel mm-hmm. when and, they're feeling it. Yeah. So this this is same app. Same app. Mm. Okay. Hey. I read some pudding. That's why you're here? I've got a good nurse. She'll hook me up with pudding. I know. It's just... I just spent the last two hours telling people that their family members were dead and I needed to... I just wanted to say hi or bye again. I don't know. I, I really tried to be a gentleman about all this. Mm-hmm. But now you need to get the hell out. What are you doing? Letting you go was the worst thing I've ever done. It's the most painful thing I've ever done, and I'm a guy who's had 82 surgeries. My threshold for pain is pretty high. You need to get out. I'm not your best bud. I'm not your security blanket. I'm a man who's in love with you, who waltzed you into the arms of a damn knight on a horse. So go to Germany and have little spetzel-eating children. (laughs) And please, for God's sakes, leave me alone. Yep. Yeah, that was really, really important for him to do. Yeah. She was being incredibly selfish. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I do that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like, hey, what's up? And I'm to, selfish. like everybody all yeah. the time when and I I'm shouldn't be. Just like, this is about me now, actually. It's like, I actually had to do a really hard thing today, so I'm going to come talk to you, even though you're in no place to talk to me. Yeah, absolutely. I have that too. Okay, here's the last one. And uh, spoiler has a pretty good ending. I'm so excited. I'm about to come. Okay. Sorry. Can you stand up? I thought I was pretty clear, Teddy. Just shut up and stand up. I I have to do something, and I can't do it while you're lying in a hospital bed. I don't want a goodbye hug. It's going to make you feel better. It's not going to make me feel better. Can you just stand up? Tall. Like that, now I have to look up her height, like right now. <laughs> oh, um, do you know Kim Ravers? Yes. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I do think she's tall. She seems tall. Five eight, not that tall, but tall. Sorry, she's really only five eight. Yeah, and I'm looking at Kevin McKidd at six feet. Okay, sorry, that's not what What's you want to talk Foley, about. Though that. Scott Foley, I think he's probably six. He's probably five eleven or something because he's only a little bit taller than her. Let me look height. So many searches are about height. I know. Well, it's important. Okay, that was a really beautiful scene. I love it. And the thing I like about... Oh, he's 6'1". Six six one. One. That's not yeah. true. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think he's 6'1". His wife is 5'7". Huh. His co-star is 5'7". Jennifer Garner's 5'8". 
I'm going to kill this industry. <laughs> That's horrible. Everyone's like, I'm by seven. I'm like, well, you know what? You can go oh, die. I, I always forget that he was married to Jennifer Garner for four years. I think about it all the time. I always forget. And then I remember. And then I forget. And it then I remember. a long time ago. Right? 15 years ago. I mean, their marriage ended 15 years ago. Sheesh. <sighs> she looked really different then. Just so Younger. everybody knows she has like glasses. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you have glasses, you look really different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So anyway, Henry is, is, is like my ultimate for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. And he's so sick and I get that. Yeah. And he does die. And I also get that, but I'm totally, I get it. Like that's me. I, I love that. That's fucking me. Okay. You have one more clip. I do. Yeah. Oh, Teddy and Owen. Do you want that? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Wait, what season did we just watch? That? Yeah. Was season... Um, okay, this is the thing I have to say about this clip. This is a clip in a series seven? of clips. That was seven. I don't... I'm guessing. Henry... Um, Henry Sorry. Gray's Anatomy. Uh, Henry, yeah, seven. 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 Okay, the reason why I pull up this scene... I yeah. really... This scene... Okay, this time when... Teddy and Owen are making out and hooking up and doing like dirty shit and like loving shit in this huge empty sort of dark building with windows and snow going by outside. And he like, it's just, it's, it kind of feeds into like every toxic thing I want, Mm -hmm. which is someone to knock at my door when I'm least expecting it and to surprise me and tell me that they love me. It's like feeding into my thing of like, okay, we're going to sit by the window and cuddle for like years and years and nothing's ever going to come in the way of that. It feeds into my thing of like, you knew it was me. But then like the thing of what happens is basically they have this kiss and then after they have sex for like a long time, Teddy's like, why did you decide to come? And Owen's like, well, my Amelia, the woman that I was with and I'm hooking up with kind of still, uh, maybe married. I don't remember. Married. Yeah. Married to told me that I have to come get you. <laughs> and Teddy's like, this is a nightmare. Yeah. You have to leave. And I really feel like that speaks to sort of like um, how lame Owen can be. And also like, um, and also sort of like, I don't know, this scene really feeds into toxic stuff, but also sort of like tries to like kind of undoes it for me of like, I actually yeah. don't want this. And I don't want like these dumb romantic ideals that are like not real. And people who do them are like cowards. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll watch the scene. Okay. I guess I sort of like told you how I feel before the clip, which is sort of not how things are done here, yeah. but <laughs> no, I think that I think there are no rules. Okay, let's do it. Season 14, can you believe? We're already we're already there. Buckle up cuz you're already there. What's that song? I hope that they talk. We're I'm halfway all... there. Oh, not that song. I was thinking oh. the one that was like, I'm already there. Do you know that song? Bye bye Miss American Pie. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I think that's what you were thinking of. No, that's definitely what I was thinking of. And it's what I sang. <laughs> um, I love to sing. I'm nervous this clip is going to have no dialogue, too. It definitely probably Okay, might. cool. <laughs> it, and we'll sort it of figure could, it out together. It absolutely could. <laughs> There's a world where it definitely could have written dialogue or a song. Yeah. Or even both. You and me? There's nothing standing in our way. 
Okay, so I said something. See, you gotta say something, so... <laughs> she just kisses him. Super glad I pulled this clip. <laughs> it's a good kiss, though. And now they're going to fucking nuts. They're going to fuck town. Yeah. And now they're going to fuck town. They're already there. I are <laughs> halfway there. I was okay. going to. <laughs> I will say. I like the, th oh my God, it's so embarrassing. Like the thing of like someone sitting on like a marble counter and getting fucked in there in like a huge kitchen. Yeah. That's 100%. like so for me. No, that's what love is. And it's actually impossible to not have love, love without a marble yeah, sink. Without a marble countertop. Anyway, yeah. Put Owen, your bare ass on the cold marble. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, my ass is so cold. My ass is so cold. <laughs> help me. Yeah. Kevin, you know, help Kevin, me. Help me. Kevin McKinn. Help my cold ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, can you imagine fuck. begging Kevin McKidd to have sex with your cold ass? I actually oh. really can. That's the problem. <laughs> I know that is the problem. Oh. <sighs> anyway, did you like that scene? Um, it's okay if you didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I thought the kissing was good and was Thank you. and was remarkably <laughs> um, controlled for what Kevin McKidd typically does, <laughs> acting wise or kiss wise. Kiss wise, yeah, yeah. Typically, it's it's a whole open mouth. Um, <laughs> Like a, how a snake unhinges its jaw to eat Stop, an alligator. That's my husband. <laughs> I will say I watched this clip of Meredith and Derek having sex kind of early on when they decided to break up and they decide, you know, to have sex. And they stuff. got some good breakup sex. Also, they got um, their their sex that they have at the prom. Yes. It's really, really hot. OK, well, he comes in with an open tongue. That's the first it's there's this clip. I actually have to show you the two people in the room and not actually the people listening because it, this is not for you. He comes in like this. He has Ellen like this. And then he goes like that. Okay. So just kind of to describe what Ava just did. <laughs> He's like, she looked, she made her body, <laughs> more her, she made her, her, her shoulders broader, <laughs> pretended like she was holding Ellen Pompeo, a slim Ellen, a slim Ellen, <laughs> but broad shoulders, thin Ellen so real elbows out and then <laughs> leaned in to kiss with tongue already out and jaw sort of like ready to like to clench, clench yeah anyway that's what happens in that scene and I had to stop watching it uh because I did not like the way he was doing kissing okay, <laughs> okay. Patrick Dempsey who follows my uncle on Instagram his architecture firm <laughs> wow yeah I know wait your my uncle's, uncle's also an architect everybody in my family is an architect <laughs> Fuck. It's actually amazing. That is amazing. Houses are huge and important for everybody. Yeah, it's they're really significant. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. So those are hotties. And the hotties we would bone, the uh -huh. hotties we want to bone, the hotties we'd realistically bone. I have like I feel like we could talk more about this maybe a different day or maybe just alone sometime at your house. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Ugh. You know, feel free to, if you also have uh, opinions about who you'd uh, like to bone, think you could, you know, realistically what you could catch um, in the, in Seattle Grace, Seattle Grace, Mercy West. Particularly. Grace Memorial. Yeah. If you feel like you could fuck, like you would be okay fucking Karev. Yeah. We didn't even really get into Karev, but I think that's wise. Yeah. Also, if you feel like you would have sex with April and obviously these characters are not the actors that's very different 
Yeah. I would like to hear from you. Yeah. Because that's surprising to me and I want to understand. I'm at Unsilverberg on Twitter. Ava is at Ava and her IUD. I should change it. Nope. That's bad. Never do. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah. If you like this podcast, I really hope that you subscribe and that you rate and that you leave a review because it really does help a whole lot. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Ugh. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. 